0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective 2020 on Vision And today we're catching up with evangelist and Christian businessman Sean Murray from South Africa How you doing buddy?
1: Yeah very good thanks Matt.
0: Now mate uh, I'd love to hear a bit about your recent ministry you've been involved with but let's go back to the beginning. Whereabouts were you born and raised?
1: Well I was born um, in 1982 in Durban, South Africa. Um where I was raised till about 13 when we immigrated to Australia. Um, mm. Brisbane, Australia, mm-hmm. which is where I still reside, mm-hmm. um, in my, my mid 30s now.
0: And tell us a bit about your upbringing. Did you have a religious upbringing?
1: Um, I was born into a, I guess, Baptist home, Christian home. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I did have a, a religious upbringing. Um, but I guess I was kind of taught from a young age that if you behave, i um, good, you're, you're treated well, and God loves you, but if, you, if you're bad, um, you're treated bad, and God's upset with you.
0: Mm. So did you have a, uh, an experience of conversion, or were you always just a follower in the Lord? Tell us a bit about your faith journey.
1: Um, in South Africa, I always knew God was real. Um, I guess my parents did model that. Um, they did model love. Um, I did, I guess, feel God's presence, um, but it wasn 't until a youth camp in Australia when I was much older that um, I was actually baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues mm. and this was at school. but my upbringing was kind of really mixed you know I was mixed in the world and mixed in Christianity I was going to church but still kind of living like the world um, during the week. Um, I always kind of fell short in my heart I guess um, to what God required of me. Um, From a young age, my mom did tell me that I had a call on my life, but I always felt like I was falling short of that call. Um, It wasn't until later, um, probably high school, end of high school, that um, a lot of shame and that started creeping in um, due to hidden sins, uh, where I found escapism in alcohol and then later in drugs.
0: And I know that uh, you had a bit of a rough trot for a while. I, I remember seeing pictures of you, you know, you had the long dreadlocks, you had, you know, the tats, the piercings, you, you, you had that kind of wild party lifestyle for a while. Um, tell us a bit about uh, the, uh, the journey you went through until you fully gave your heart back to God.
1: Um, so I guess I kind of did go on a bit of a seesaw ride. Um, of Of trying to to live for God and then falling short, getting into drugs and then um reaching kind of um emotional distress and then giving it up and then trying to live for God again and 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 then same you know six months later, falling short. Um, but I ended up going to London in a way to get away from drugs uh, i was I was really involved in a rave party scene here um in brisbane valley um so I kind of followed um a friend over to London to get away from drugs um but it's kind of um yeah not the best place to go to get away from drugs and it wasn't long before i realized that it wasn't really my friends but the the problem was in me um and, and i still had a big hook um i guess Satan still had a big hook in my life in the world um and in london yeah it wasn't long before i found um yeah bad friends again and um And that's where I had no accountability. You know, my family was back here. My good friends, any Christian network I had was all back here in Australia. We are in London. I had no accountability. So I pretty much just didn't hold back. And um and yeah, eighteen months um wasn't long before I was borderline schizophrenic. Um, thought everyone was talking about me when they weren't. Um yeah, just I guess having nightmares. It was just I was at rock bottom and I found myself in Camden Town curled up one night on the streets, um, in a real bad overdose, um, on, on certain drugs, um, uh, just alone, you know, um, lost alone. And, and that's where where the world led me. That's where, um, I guess, living for myself um, led me. And it was incremental. What well, didn't all happen straight away, but it was a slow progression down to that place. And and from there, that's where I kind of got up. And I remember listening to Majesty uh, by Delirious, um, just to try and find some kind of comfort from the torment and singing Majesty uh, with a cigarette in my mouth and, and drugs in my system and... and still in that moment I feel God met me there um, with his peace and presence, which was amazing um, and and kind of yeah, a few months later, I left London and come back to australia and, and um, that's where I went to I think a planet shakers conference and, and got deliverance for for pornography and and um and a few other things and and got baptized shortly after that and and that was the real defining moment in my life I think was when, well, that was when I really in my heart decided to follow God one hundred percent you know and, and, and um, put the world behind me. And, and not, not, not have anything to do with the world anymore, but to live for Jesus, um, 100%. So, um. So I guess yeah, the tats and all that were um, and piercings were it was kind of a reminiscence of just that past rave lifestyle. Um, I actually got dreadlocks once so I was saved after I was baptised, um, but it, it was kind of like a Nazarite thing. I think you know, like don't drink and um, yeah, don't do drugs and, and just yeah, live one hundred percent for Jesus.
0: I've heard of uh, four people recently that have had big deliverances, and they've all said that renouncing their sin publicly was a big part of it. Was that something that you went through? Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. It's very key in being delivered is um, confessing your sins um, to one another, says in James. So, yeah, renouncing those sins um, before witnesses um, and bringing it out into the light and, I guess, yeah, just asking God, you know, to help overcome. um, And, and, yeah, that that was key for me, I Mm -hmm. guess, um, because a lot of my sin was hidden, you know, it was hidden from my parents, it was hidden from people who I thought would judge me and that kind of thing. So so I had this kind of alternative lifestyle, um, which was hidden in darkness, you know, so, so bringing all that out to the light, acknowledge that, yeah, I needed help, acknowledge that I couldn't do it by myself, and it was humbling myself um, and allowing God to come in and work in my heart and, and um, set me free.
0: Mm. It's a wonderful testimony of transformation, and I have interviewed your wife on History Makers before. Uh, she is a Christian artist, uh, Liz Murray, and uh, has done some beautiful paintings. And uh, she's got an amazing story where she was raised in a cult, and then you know uh, went through a real rough patch in her life, and then came to Christ. And uh, I, I'd never really heard the story about how you guys met and started dating, and and you know how, how did you guys connect up?
1: So, after getting back to australia and um and yeah getting baptized it was about three years i uh, 'm just living one hundred percent for god um being involved in every kind of ministry that was opportunity ministry opportunity um available to me and um it was at a glory city church mm-hmm. um, gathering where i'd been going for probably a couple of years and um and she ended up coming and um and yeah, it wasn't until the pastor there, Catherine Oll, was actually speaking at New Hope Church, um, we went to support her, and, and Liz went, and I'd met Lizzie's sister beforehand, and, and I knew that she had a sister Um but I just, yeah, just uh, I knew about Lizzie, but never actually met her, so it wasn't until at New Hope after the worship, we're lying down, um, just in I guess the glory you'd call in and <laughs> and just enjoying the presence of god and and um and yeah, she' was lying next to me, your old and was like, "Oh, hello, and she was like hello, and, and that's where we met, and <laughs> I guess the rest is history, so. <laughs> yeah. oh,
0: I never knew that part of it that you you were having some carpet time, and that's when you met. I love that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, tell us a bit about uh, your heart for missions. I know that, um, you know, I've heard you share your testimony. We went to Papua New Guinea uh, on missions together, and, you know, I saw you preaching and, and sharing the your testimony. Uh, tell us a bit about your heart for evangelism and missions.
1: Yes, I guess... At P&G, as you know, Matt, um, when I got to share my testimony there, um, it became real apparent to me that this was um, actually the highlight of my life. You know, like this—this this was at the highest point of my life—and um, and just recognising, um, to a degree I hadn't before, that yeah, from Camden Town, London, in the gutter, um, you know, years later now, up on a stage. Um, preaching to, to a few thousand people, you know, like this is just the mercy um, of God, the faithfulness of God, of um, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added mm. unto you. And, and not only that, I was able to pay for myself to go over there and mm. I'll preach the gospel as well, because God has really blessed us um, in the business realm. I just have a, a small um, electrical contracting business called All Brisbane Electrical, where we do solar and um, batteries and new builds and renovations and, and um, God has yeah really just breathed upon that as well you know so yeah, um, yeah it's just he's really been talking to me lately about um, Psalm 91 where there's a promise there um, for those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High um, shall abide under uh, the shadow of the Almighty and just you know when we spend time with him in the secret place, it's like God overshadows us. He overshadows our life. He overshadows our family. He overshadows our business, and um, and that's just an amazing place to live. So, Sean, tell us a bit about
0: your connections to PNG. You went over there and did some work. Tell us about that. Yes,
1: yeah, so I was working with my dad, um, Can Power, for about ten years, and you got this amazing contract, um, also God thing, um, in PNG through a, a business. Um, Uh, associate of his, uh, to install the first commercial solar system in PNG, which is 100 kilowatt um, phase micro inverter system and there we used um, nationals, a lot of electricians to help with the in-store because it was a big in-store and uh, we wanted a fellowship on the Sundays so we asked them if they knew of any good churches and uh, one of them, Joe, um, knew of Life in the Spirit Ministries where he'd been a few times and he said that it was a good church so we met him Sunday and he took us there and, um, and we were like the first Caucasian to ever go to that church but there was about 1500 people meeting in Tokora High School and Port Moresby at the time and um, Pastor David D, the national overseer, um, who started the ministry. Um yeah, we we met him and, and gotten affiliated with Life of the Spirit Ministries and I guess over the next three years or so um when I went back to P and G for full business or they come over to Brisbane. Um, we touched base and built a relationship and um eventually, yeah, Pastor Matt at at New Hope um, let him speak a few times and, and um, that connection happened. So when he invited us over to PNG, it was, um, yeah, we jumped at the opportunity and, and they organized everything. And, and yeah, it was amazing. We saw over 570 people come to Christ between um, Pastor Matt myself and Pastor David D um, in Garocco, um, in the Highlands and also in Port Moresby. So yeah, it was, it was an amazing fruitful trip.
0: And I know one of the highlights uh, f- for us, Sean, was when the, uh, the uh, one, one of the guys had repented from being a drug dealer, and he wanted us to go up to his land and watch him pull out all of his marijuana plants and we got to film it and put it on YouTube and Facebook. That was just mind blowing wasn 't it
1: oh that was awesome yeah <laughs> that, that was probably also you know like one of the highlights of the trip for me because um, apparently a lot of um, the marijuana also, you know, makes its way from from the highlands and that and PNG to Australian borders. So, I don't know, it might be some possibility at some point. I was smoking marijuana from PNG, but, but God restored that and he actually took me right back to the root mm. of it. And um, together, yeah, we, we could pull out those plants, you know, and um, and, and see them destroyed um, for the glory of God. So, yeah, that, that was amazing.
0: <laughs> it was so funny because I was talking to my wife about it and, and she goes, honey, what if, what if you get busted? And I'm like, honey, we're helping the dude get rid of his marijuana. We're not smoking it. We're not, you know, (laughs) we're doing the right thing with it. Uh, But it's like people have this fear that, you know. But um, it was a great, uh, a genuine repentance, you know, because this guy, this was his livelihood. Um, He would make money out of this and the whole village knew that. So for him to get all of his friends and family together, pull it out from the root, publicly renounce it, um, was a genuine repentance, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, It was their cash crop, so they had a few amount of plants, but that that's what well, they're sold really quick and really easy. So mm-hmm. so for them to do that publicly, it's also saying that, um, you know, I'm trusting you, God, to be my, my source and my supply um, for other avenues of income to support himself and his family. So it's a real big deal, and it's not something they do lightly. Um, the P&G people, they really think about um, decisions before they do them uh, when it comes to God. So, yeah, it was awesome to be a part of that.
0: Now, Sean, before we wrap up today, uh, you shared about how you had that genuine conversion all those years back and you you, you came to Christ and you renounced everything, you turned away. Um, you know, there might be people listening that think, you know what, I need to do that. I need to get my life right with God. Would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do they respond?
1: So I guess, yeah, it talks about in the Bible that um when we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, we shall be saved. So again, it comes back to... To that um, confession is is really important, and it's just it's not an empty confession, but it's a meaningful confession from the heart, and um and God always speaks to the heart, and we'll have a stirring in the heart, and and He's calling our heart to respond to Him, but that response um, I guess is demonstrated by um, us speaking it out to Him, crying out to Him for help, you know, and God's a real person who's um, he's just waiting and available to respond to our cry for help, and and he's put that desire or that cry in our hearts. So when we go, God, I just need your help. You know, I want freedom from this drug or, or from this addiction. And uh, I want help with my family, you know, with, with my marriage or with my children. And we cry out from the heart and just confess that problem to him. That's humbling ourselves before God. And it says when we humble ourselves before him, he will exalt us in due time. So he'll exalt us in, in that circumstance to, to triumph over it. In Jesus, um, in
0: Jesus' name. Mm, that's good news, mate. And, you know, if there are people listening that want to respond to this, uh, if you'd like us uh, to send you a Bible and some information about following Jesus and maybe connect you up with the church, uh, you can send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com, or we'll find the links at uh, History Makers uh, Radio and TV on Facebook, or uh, just Google search us. You'll find all the info. We'll send you some some info about following Jesus. Well, Sean, it's been so good to hear a bit of your story today. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, Pastor Matt. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.